This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. the Holy Spirit comes in, unless there is that, that step of faith, that determination, that decision to go from believing with the brain to believing with the essence of who you are, you know, putting your trust and faith in Christ, unless that transition takes place, the Holy Spirit doesn't come in. But the Bible says that when you do choose, when you make a decision to turn, put your faith in the Lord Jesus, stop doing it without Him and start following Him, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Jesus. When you do that, the response of the Holy Spirit is to move in. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you make the decision to repent of your sin, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. Pastor Robert will be explaining how only a transformed life is evidence of someone who is truly filled and born again by the Spirit of God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part two of today's message. It's more than just believing. You know, James talks about the fact that, you know, oh, you believe in God. Well, the, de- the demons believe in God and tremble. That's no big deal. Believing, that's not faith. There's a belief that leads to life. There's a, there's a belief that leads to relying upon and trusting in. And that's the word that he uses here. Pistuo, I think, is the way it's pronounced, the Greek word. But it's, it's the idea there is that there has, you've moved beyond this mental ascent. Okay, I can buy that to the point of buying into it. Not only do I kind of think that may be true, not only have I come to the conclusion that that's probably correct, but now I'm going to take some action. I'm going to trust in that. I'm going to trust in Him. And, and Paul says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, just that question, by the way, is a controversial one because if you've got the older King James Version, the 16th century English, it words it differently. The way the older translation worded it is, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And that's a different understanding because it separates the events. You follow me? Oh, you guys are disciples of the Lord Jesus. You've You've believed in Christ. You've become followers of Jesus. You're learning about what that means. You're growing in the knowledge. Well, but have you received the Holy Spirit since that occurred? The reason that in the newer translations, the the wording is shifted a little bit. And by the way, either one could be accurate. When you just look at the grammar, you look at the language, it could go either way. Have you since you believed? Did you when you received? Either one could be correct, either understanding. But there's a little bit of a problem with the New King James wording there, did you receive the Holy Spirit 
when you believed, because, see, if you didn't, you're not a believer. If you didn't receive the Holy Spirit, nothing happened. The demons believe, and they tremble. Unless the Holy Spirit comes in, unless there is that, that step of faith, that determination, that decision to go from believing with the brain to believing with the essence of who you are, you know, putting your trust and faith in Christ, unless that transition takes place, the Holy Spirit doesn't come in. But the Bible says that when you do choose, when you make a decision to turn, put your faith in the Lord Jesus, stop doing it without Him and start following Him, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Jesus, when you do that, the response of the Holy Spirit is to move in. He comes in and makes you alive, the Bible says gives life to your mortal body. Your physical body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, is what the Scriptures say. He comes to live in you. By the way, Jesus promised that. Jesus earlier had declared it to the disciples. He's been with you, he said, concerning the Holy Spirit. He's been with you. The Greek word was para, P-A-R-A. The Holy Spirit has been alongside you. He's been with you. He will be in you. E-N was the Greek word that he used in that statement. He'll be in you. After his resurrection, he encountered a group of the disciples. The Bible says, we saw it earlier in our study in the early chapters of Acts, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, when God in the flesh, the resurrected Christ, breathes on you and says, receive the Holy Spirit, what do you think happens? You receive the Holy Spirit. It's not a request. It's a command. It's a statement of fact. It's like, you know, receive. He's, he's, being, he's being given. He's... You're made in the same way that God breathed on Adam, the dirt that he'd pulled together and formed in the garden, he breathed life into him and he became a living being. Later, he breathed on this group and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they were made alive spiritually in that, in that very moment. But then later he said to him, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem until you've received the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. In verse 6, actually, of Acts chapter 1, Therefore, when they'd come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus, he's looking at him, he's like, guys, get off that already. Verse 7, he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Listen to what's taking place here. These guys didn't understand it at all. Everywhere. Think about it. Can you imagine following Jesus around for three years, watching him do the things that he did? You know, at one point you got five little bread cakes and a couple of fish, and, and he takes it and feeds thousands of people with it. Or he encounters some guy that's been blind from birth, and you're watching, I wonder what he's going to do with this. And he he picks up some dirt and he spits in it. That's gross. And then he rubs it in the guy's eyes. <laughs> Tells him to go wash it out. But when he comes back, he has new eyes. Nothing like that's ever happened in Israel before, they said. Over and over again, Lazarus, dead three days. Roll a stone away. But he's, Lord, he stinks. He's been in there three days already. Roll a stone away. And out comes Lazarus. Over and over and over. Listen, do you think that after a little while you'd get to a point where you'd be wondering, oh, what's he going to do next? What's he going to do today? This, there's this guy, the, the power manifest in the person of Jesus, of Nazareth, the Messiah. They'd never seen it before. It had never happened in Israel. 
bits and pieces as God came upon Samson, Elijah, Elisha, different ones. You know, they'd see, they'd see little, little evidences of it. They'd see some things. But Jesus, we're told, they, they, they didn't even try to write everything down. They said there wouldn't be enough books in the world to contain everything that he, that he, that he did. They couldn't write it all down. They gave some highlights. Can you imagine? Can you imagine walking with this guy like that, following Jesus around, seeing the miraculous over and over and over again? And now they're saying to him, but Lord, we don't understand. Are you at this time going to set up your kingdom? Is This is when, you know, it's all going to happen? And he says, guys, no, listen, you don't understand. Get off that. It's not for you to know, but you're going to receive power. You don't have to worry about following me around, watching me do stuff anymore. It's time for you to do it. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you're going to be my witnesses everywhere you go. Here, there, everywhere. This passage has been used over and over. It's been used to demonstrate or to to validate world missions, you know, people going to different countries with the gospel. And and, and that's good. It's true because it, it does speak of going, being as witnesses in other countries. But I see a slightly different picture being painted for us here as well. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know how your perspective is on God and, and on your faith in Christ and, and these kinds of things. I, I was raised in a very conservative southern farm agricultural kind of an environment. It was, it was kind of, I don't know, uh, Clint Eastwood country in terms of the attitudes of the men. Strong, silent type. You know, you just, my dad didn't talk a whole lot. My memories of him are, are him sleeping in the chair every evening. You know, we're sitting watching television in my, and we sit that's still when we go, you know, we got over Thanksgiving, we're looking, he's over in the corner. He's out cold. Whole family's having a party, having a great time, you know, 30 people. My dad's, he's out catching flies. Quiet. Now, private. I remember hearing more than once, a man's religion is private. Faith, it's a private thing. You realize that's not biblical? Now, absolutely, it, it, it is. There's a private, intimate, you know, faith. I mean, there is that aspect to it, but you can't use that as an excuse not to talk about it. it it's, it's not entirely private. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are so blessed to be able to share God's written Word through these broadcasts. And it's the generosity of people like you that makes it possible. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? Any amount is helpful and appreciated. And for any donation of $20 or more, we'll send you a copy of 30 Days, a 30-day practical introduction to reading the Bible by author Nikki Gumbel. 
You know, reading God's Word is an essential part of learning about Him and growing in your relationship. But the Bible can be a daunting book to tackle. This guide will give you 30 passages from both the Old Testament and the New Testament that are accompanied by helpful commentary and suggested prayers. It's designed to get you into the study of God's Word. And if you'd like more information, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks, Pastor Robert, and thanks for being part of what we do here. We hope you join us again for another edition of Main Thing Radio.